Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace medical or professional advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ecophysiotherapy, where they believe in educating, empowering, and rehabilitating you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Emily Lipinski, a naturopathic doctor from Mississauga, Ontario. She received her degree from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto. Prior to that, she received her Bachelor of Science Honours degree at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Nova Scotia. While in the academic world, Emily became fascinated with the potential applications of naturopathic medicine in health and wellness. Dr. Lipinski strongly believes in addressing the root cause of a medical issue and using natural therapies either alone or in conjunction with conventional Western medicine. Our podcast today is about vitamin D. We'll be talking about why it's important to your health and how it can help you live a better life. Please enjoy. And today we have Dr. Emily Lipinski back on the show. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited because we were sort of having a discussion earlier in the office about vitamin D and I thought what a perfect topic to actually record um, you know, for, for our guests. Yes. Yes. So today, um, happens to be a lovely sunny day, but the winter time is definitely a time when people's vitamin D levels start to go down. Um, what are some of the consequences of not having enough vitamin D? So low levels of vitamin D have been linked to certain types of cancers, specifically in women. There seems to be a link between low vitamin D and higher incidence of breast cancer. Oh, okay. Uh, Also, new research that came out the end of last year showed that there is a link between low vitamin D levels and higher rates of anxiety or depression, which is really important. It makes sense uh, that when we are out in the sun, generally people feel a little bit better. Vitamin D is known as the sunshine vitamin, so Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't surprise me that low levels of vitamin D can correspond to lower moods as well. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, you know, uh, even after my pregnancy, I had followed up with, um, with my pelvic floor physiotherapist and we were chatting about, you know, how it's sort of holding tension in the pelvic floor. And then she was asking me about my vitamin D levels because there seems to be research out there as well that, um, not having enough vitamin D can result in muscular tension. Um, but I wanted to talk about um, how much, like, because in sort of, uh, you know, the physiotherapy realm, it's, or, or I've been told, you know, it's about a thousand, uh, what is it, UV, U, UI? IU. IU, yeah. okay, yeah. a thousand IU. Um, but now people are saying actually it should be three to four thousand IU. Like, how do you know how much you're actually supposed to be taking? You have to test. You have to test your blood levels. And that's what's really important because you can have too much vitamin D as well. So you don't, you know, want to go out and get vitamin D and start taking a whole bunch every day because it could increase your levels too high. And that can have side effects that no one wants. Okay. What kind of side effects? (laughs) 
Well, vitamin D helps calcium get into the bones. So okay. if you have too much vitamin D, you're forcing too much calcium into the bones and it can change bone density for, you know, it can hyper um, form bones. Right, right. So if somebody might, if they have, well, in the physiotherapy therapy realm, we'll say osteophyte, which is sort of right. like a little growth spurt. Sure. You definitely don't want to be having more of that, especially if it's around a nerve or something right. like that. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. And we don't also know what else that could happen at really, really high levels of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to make sure that you're having your blood levels tested and that your vitamin D levels are absolutely optimized. So uh, right now in Canada, the lower level of vitamin D is around 74. Okay. And But we know from research that optimal vitamin D is at least 140 probably into 150 or have 160. So knowing that, you want to have supplementation accordingly, and it's also best to be under the care of a qualified healthcare provider to make sure that you're supplementing with the right dose and retesting your vitamin D to make sure you're falling into that optimal vitamin D level. So when you go in for your like annual physical with a doctor, are they testing vitamin D? Is that like a standard practice? Not in Ontario. Okay. Right? Yeah. If you ask for it, they will, but it's not covered by OHIP. So that's something that you're going to be paying for out of pocket, whether you're paying for it through a naturopathic doctor or a medical doctor. Okay. So either or whether the doctor's testing it or a naturopath sending you off, um, you're paying for that test. Um, But you're saying that testing it then helps... um, you as the healthcare provider decide how much they need to take. That's right. Yeah. First, it will will diagnose if you have an insufficient level of vitamin D or you're deficient in vitamin D, and then also to supplement accordingly. Of course, someone who's very, very deficient in vitamin D might need a bit more for a longer duration than someone that's maybe just slightly out of optimal dose. Maybe they would be fine with a thousand IUs a day. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so in our brief discussion, we were sort of, you were talking about uh, like liquid um, vitamin D versus capsule vitamin D. D- right. is, does it make a difference? So vitamin D is fat-soluble vitamin, meaning that when you're taking vitamin D, you need to be taking it in a fat form. So there is vitamin D available on the market in tablet form that's not very well absorbed. I've had patients who have had deficient levels take the tablet form even at higher doses and it hasn't moved their vitamin D levels in their blood that much because it's not in a fat. So the best way to get it is through liquid vitamin D and you can get that in gel caps or you can get it in just the liquid dropper Ds and you can, a, a lot of people actually put it right onto their tongue or they'll put it on their hand and lick it off so they know exactly how much they're getting per dose. Right, right. Um, and you know, uh, I'm just, it's just coming to my mind because, you know, when I did my prenatal follow-ups, they're asking like, are you giving your daughter vitamin D? So how, why would that be important in, let's say babies and young children? So again, vitamin D helps with calcium absorption. We know that it also might help in growth and development with the baby. Um, We're just kind of discovering now all the benefits that vitamin D has. And we know because we as Canadians in Ontario typically live inside for most, uh, like for most of the winter, fall months, we're not getting exposed to vitamin D and therefore the baby through the mom might not be getting enough vitamin D. And then once baby comes out, baby's not also exposed to, vi- to the vitamin D out in the sun. Right. Um, probably as much as maybe our ancestors were. 
So mm-hmm. the typical dose for babies and infants was 400 IUs. In mm-hmm. Nordic countries, it's at 1,000 IUs, and that's being challenged. It's being challenged right now in deciding in Canada and North America, should that dose actually be a little higher, closer to 1,000 IUs for babies, too, instead of the 400 IUs. Right. Um, would it be would it be wise to test for that or I don't think it's generally okay. tested because you know to take it's a baby yeah and then risk versus benefit to take blood from right, a newborn right. you have some risks yeah and, yeah 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 that makes sense okay um, so right now we still generally follow the guidelines of 400 IU for the mm-hmm. baby as per Health Canada um, but it that might be changing in the future so definitely look out for that okay interesting. Um, I should mention the other way you can get vitamin D is through cod liver oil. Sometimes patients ask about that. In the cod liver oil, that's um, all vitamin D that we get in supplement form is synthetic, but in cod liver form, cod liver oil is a natural form. Some people want just the natural form of vitamin D, which Mm -hmm. you can get through cod liver oil. But again, that's that's typically used for adults or kids that are older, not infants and newborns. Right. Okay. what else is important for us to know about vitamin D? Um, I know that there's some debates happening now as to whether or not vitamin D is a hormone or is yeah. it actually a vitamin? You we know, don't how, like know how yet. Yeah, okay. but because it seems to have um, possible benefit in. Um, preventing hormone dependent cancers that's also you know some of the interesting stuff that's coming up about well is this vitamin is vitamin d actually a hormone or has hormone like properties to Mm -hmm. it um again you know for as a woman as she ages for osteoporosis or osteopenia prevention vitamin d is really really important Mm -hmm. Uh, because again vitamin d helps the calcium get into the bones as does magnesium and a few other minerals and nutrients like boron and validium but previously just calcium alone was given but we know that too much calcium it actually doesn't help get into the bones it floats around in the blood and then it can accumulate in parts that we don't want it like the kidneys or the heart right right so especially as a woman ages not just for overall health and wellness prevention but also for osteopenia osteoporosis prevention which all women over the age of 50 should be on the lookout for absolutely vitamin d is really important there too okay are there any other um conditions or symptoms that um you know that would warrant you to want to look at vitamin d levels well top of my list is anxiety and depression for sure uh cancer prevention including prostate cancer prevention in men uh osteoporosis osteopenia uh vitamin d also has immune uh beneficial properties Mm -hmm. it's very good for the immune system so low levels of vitamin d can increase your chance of getting sick with the cold flu Mm -hmm. so that's you know someone that's constantly sick has you know chronic infections all the time definitely want to look at vitamin d level status too but i'd say that you know everyone could probably benefit from having their vitamin d levels checked and then optimized Right, right. Yeah, because I mean, you know, my, my family doctor, you know, on an annual is like, oh, are you taking, you know, vitamin D and you should take vitamin D. And But that was probably the, that was, well, not probably, that was the extent of our conversation right. with respect to that. Um, are all vitamin D supplements created equal? No supplements. Okay. <laughs> so but, I thought maybe we could talk about a little bit about like, how do you select the right um, supplement. Yeah, you know, whether it be, you know, when you're thinking about brands or, again, you mentioned sort of gel versus tablet, yeah. but... 
You know, what are you yeah. looking out for? I generally don't, you know, promote certain brands um, in public. It depends yeah. what's going to be best for the patient. Yeah. But in terms, again, you know, I really avoid the tablet form because okay. it's not going to be absorbable. You want to make sure that you're getting something that says fat solu soluble or emulsified when okay. it it's especially the liquid uh, drops. You want to see emulsified uh, oil formula, emulsified vitamin D formula on there. Okay. And then, of course, if you're if you're using vitamin D for let's say osteoporosis or osteopenia prevention, you also want to make sure you're getting some of those other uh, vitamins and nutrients that are important to keep the bones healthy, like calcium, magnesium, boron, phthalidium, right? Right. Okay. Uh, that's probably. The so when you when we're talking about like you know we're trying to address a specific. Um, Problem. So we have like overall health. We want to optimize for our yeah. mood and things like that. But then when when you're treating for a specific condition, uh, you, you know you you need to look at the whole picture That's as right. to what else may be necessary to address the issue. It's not just vitamin. That's right. Vitamin yeah. D. Yeah. Um, anything else that you think is important for people to know about vitamin D? Um, I think we covered most things. Obviously, in pregnancy, vitamin D is also really important. Uh, and I generally have women looking to conceive or during pregnancy also measure vitamin D levels okay. to make sure those are optimized because the infant in utero or the fetus in utero is going to get the vitamin D from the mom. And so that's also really important. Is a prenatal supplement enough? Vitamin uh, D? Again, depends on your levels, but often no. Mm. And in the prenatal supplement, it's not fat-soluble, right? So if you are taking the prenatal supplement with a meal, uh, you might be absorbing a little bit more vitamin D, but you can generally say that most vitamin Ds in a prenatal supplement probably aren't going to give you a lot of vitamin D. Right, because they're usually in a tablet That's right. Tablet Cap form, and they have everything else. capsule, so, yeah. Right, okay, so mm -hmm. they might not have the properties for it to be fat-soluble right. for optimal absorption. Absorption, yeah. okay. Awesome. Well, I, I just, you know, I found it interesting to talk about because we were chatting about the vitamin D and I thought, well, you know, if I have questions, then other yeah. people have questions. Yes. And, and, you know, um, the thing that struck me was the, the importance of like knowing where your levels are, absolutely. are at, right? Rather than just going to, um, you know, the vitamin store and just being like, well, you know, I heard this, you, you should take this and, you know, yeah. you just start putting pill bottles into your sure. checkout cart, right? And how like, do you know if you even need it if you don't test right. it? And then I've had patients take vitamin D levels for years and then once they test their vitamin D levels, they're so surprised to find out that they're still deficient in vitamin D because right. they've been taking one-tenth of what their body actually needs, right? Right, yeah. So I just wanted to um, give an opportunity to, to share that with uh, with our listeners so that they can make, you know, more informed choice. And of course, you know, if you're looking to find out if vitamin D is right for you and whether you should be taking other things, you know, consulting a naturopathic doctor um, is very helpful in that yes. case. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so anything else that you can think of that might be important to say? Probably not. Some people ask where to get vitamin D in the diet. As I mentioned, cod liver oil has mm. the um, the natural form of vitamin D in a higher dose. A lot of foods don't have a ton of vitamin D. Fish does have some vitamin okay. D. But vitamin D is um, naturally best absorbed from the sun because of how our skin converts it. Uh, 
in the supplementation, it's a much higher dose than what you'd naturally find in any food. A lot of our foods, if you're trying to get it through food, it's actually too small of a dose typically mm-hmm. to actually help to bump the vitamin D levels up. Okay, let me ask this because it just came to my mind. What about being out in the sun? Yes. How much time do we need to spend in the sun to... I guess that would depend, but it depends. Uh, last time I checked the research for this, it was um, at least you had to be out there at least for fifteen minutes. Okay. Um, but the issue is, too, sunscreen. It looks like sunscreen blocks the absorption of vitamin D from our skin. So okay. a lot of people do wear sunscreen for a lot of beneficial reasons. So again, I have patients that spend a lot of time outside in the sun in the summer they use the sunscreen to protect their skin yeah and they're still vitamin d deficient okay that might be something to consider yes. because you know it's like go outside for 15 minutes but i had no idea that sunscreen could affect yeah, the absorption. absorption so there's me like well yeah but i'm outside so right. i don't need to supplement yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you might you but i need, might yeah. yeah but you need to test you, you need, need to, to test. know where you're at and and of course with any treatment you sort of want to know if things are improving so you kind of need a before and uh, and, and an after, after to make yeah. sure that what you're doing is actually effective because you know benefits risks you know you always Absolutely. want to you want to make you want to monitor change so that you know and and it's money it costs money to sure. get supplements and stuff like that so if you don't need it and you're getting it optimally through diet and being outside again yes. you know you could be saving who doesn't want to save That's money, right. right? Yeah. Oh, and actually this just came to mind that because vitamin D helps the immune system, vitamin D is really important in autoimmune conditions. Mm. And low levels of vitamin D might also increase the chance of development of autoimmune conditions. So that in someone that has autoimmune... Uh, or maybe aut- family history. Family history. Uh, the most common cause of hypothyroidism in our country is due to an autoimmune form called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So you definitely, if you do have thyroid conditions, it's also important you test for vitamin D. Awesome. Well, yes. thank you so much for this impromptu uh, discussion, but I just, I, I was super interested. I'm like, we need to stop talking <laughs> yeah. and start recording. Sure. So thanks again. And uh, if anybody has questions, we'll have um, our contact info available at the end of the show. So thanks so much for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.